What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Annan. You guys, so yesterday we did the hot bag session. How did y'all like it? I thought it was cool. I definitely got too high for me to gather my thoughts. I think the next time I do it, I'll be a little bit more prepared as far as different topics to discuss. But I like the feel. I like the vibe. I like that I tried something new. So again, I hope y'all try something new or do something that you've been wanting to do. Um, we're definitely going to get into word association today. I don't have a, ooh, actually, I thought I said, I don't have a selected, bitch, did you see that tweet? But I actually do. But before we get into that, y'all, I got a bone to pick with my motherfucking apartment complex. They are so fucking pressed that I have a fucking dog, y'all. It is so irritating. First of all, my apartment complex ain't even supposed to know that I got a dog. We got the dog. We didn't tell the complex because what sane person notifies their apartment complex when they get a pet if i ain't have the pet upon moving y'all don't gotta know about the pet that's my mental process in regards to that right okay so we get the pet now maintenance men maintenance men be coming in the apartment and i guess they scared of dogs i don't know why they scared of dogs the dog ain't gonna do nothing to them but a parent first my dog is like well trained within the home he doesn't get into things he knows his limits within our home so we don't cage him up when we leave he's free to roam whenever nobody's here because he knows what to do what not to do right okay so maintenance came into our apartment I guess they were scared there was a dog they left and they went and they told the motherfucking complex the leasing office so now they keep calling me every day asking for these documents which i gave them the documents that we got but they keep requesting more and more and more documents one of the documents being a fucking animal registration with the county in my 25 years of life i don't know anybody that has registered their animal with the fucking county if you have done it don't motherfucking tell me that you've done it because I'm not going to do it. My complex keeps fucking calling me. They call me every two, three days for that fucking paperwork. And it's like you're not getting that paperwork because you haven't got that paperwork. We've had this dog for a year now. You're not getting that paperwork. Fuck the maintenance man. And come on, Seven. Seven's right there. I'm just like, why are you making yourself all known when the maintenance man come in the house? It's not his fault. He was just being a guard dog. But my dog really isn't going to do anything. He's a really nice dog. He just has a little bit of an aggressive bark, but he loves people. He's kind, like, man, it's been, go the fuck up, you a grown-ass man. You know what's crazy? Adults that are scared of dogs. When I walk my dog, sometimes, all right, I guess it's my fault, but sometimes I walk him on, like, a really long leash so he has free range to go. You know, we've tried, we're trying to train him to walk without a leash. Okay, so we use a really long leash sometimes, and when he sees people like he's a really friendly dog he loves people when he sees people he runs up to them and sometimes people will literally cry and I ain't trying to shame them but they're grown-ass adults a a woman has literally stood in her like stood still and just started crying and I was like oh my god okay so I guess that's my fault but at the same time it's a dog the dog's not gonna do anything have y'all ever ran away from a dog I ran away from a dog when I was a kid I remember me and my brother kicked it from like a little black dog one day after school from the bus we ran so fucking fast. The little dog, black dog was running. But here's the thing. For the most part, unless it's like a big ass like King Corso, I would not be kicking it from a dog because the dog just wants to come up to you. It might bite, but you can kick it if it's a little dog. I'm not saying you should kick dogs. Don't kick dogs. I think we all are are, are very clear on the fact that everybody should love dogs, be kind to of dogs. I like that too. It's like an unwritten rule. Everybody knows don't be cruel to dogs. And if you see a motherfucker being cruel to dogs, you be cruel to them. That's the only time I ever condone cruelty to humans. Like, whenever I see somebody 
getting fucked up because they were fucking up a dog. Never in my heart do I feel like they don't deserve what they got because why the fuck are you doing that to a dog? That's crazy, right? We care about dogs more than we care about other humans. I care about dogs. I don't care about dogs more than I care about other humans, but don't be cruel to dogs. Let's get back to the people that are afraid of dogs. You shouldn't be afraid of dogs because they're so kind and sweet. You shouldn't even be afraid of cats because, again, they're so kind and sweet. Domestic animals like cat and dogs, they're really just kind cute animals don't don't get me wrong some of them are a little aggressive but all in all they're really nice mine's really nice fuck the other dogs mine's really nice okay now don't i don't need anybody cropping the part why i said we care about dogs more than we care about humans white people care about dogs more than they care about humans white people love fucking dogs but constant saying and i love everybody just don't be cruel to dogs white people do care about dogs more than they care about humans i'll see people crying on tiktok about the life of a dog before they cry about the life of a black human being there are actually laws set in place for dogs in the united states like you can't be cruel to dogs you can't do this to dogs you can't steal dogs you can't do this you can't do that i don't know which one of those are actual laws but i know there's some laws set in place for the sake of dogs that's cool i love dogs keep the laws in place why the fuck don't we have a fucking law set in place for our black people joe biden governors senates get it together because black people still don't have any type of law in place where we are protected for the color of our skin the asians got one and the problem that the asians got one where is ours you know when you look at the united states you have to question why are black people still here but where the hell where the hell do we go i mean i don't know you know what i wonder do i have citizenship in ghana i don't know i gotta get that together though because we are approaching the end of our days. Speaking of TikTok, real quick. TikTok fucking banned me, y'all. I'm banned from posting on TikTok until May 22nd. So if you follow me on here, or if you're watching Constance the Podcast, or listening to Constance the Podcast on podcast streaming platforms, whatever, if you tapped in right now and you follow me on TikTok, you can keep following me on TikTok. That's, that's cool. But make sure you follow me on Instagram, too, because the snippets are still going to be there. And, of course, subscribe here so you don't miss out because TikTok is playing games. TikTok, why are you so fucking sensitive? I guess I get it. Kids be on there, but, like, this is the Internet. Should we really be censoring the internet? Fine, censor it. I ain't got no strong opinions about that. But at the end of the day, I don't like that they did that to me because I, I use TikTok. I post on TikTok regularly. That has been contributing to the growth of my podcast, and I'm not allowed to use it for the next couple of days. So that right there is a tragedy. Ladies and gentlemen, don't post yourself smoking weed, using the word white people, or saying the word nigger on TikTok. So those are the reasons why I can't post on TikTok right now. But I remember my account really went in red for saying the word white people. So don't use the word white people. Okay. Oh my God. Did I ever tell you? Somebody told me that they were trying to send a DM to a friend on TikTok. And the DM had, the DM was white people are crazy and they couldn't send that DM. Like TikTok, get out of my fucking DMs. I can say whatever the fuck I want to say in my DMs. TikTok, if you're watching this right now, fuck you. Okay. Is that all that I had to say? How do we get this deep? We're like, what? What? I don't even know how we got into the topic that we in right now, but I feel good. I'm looking good. I got, I've, I noticed that the black is starting to grow out again. And I'm like, okay, time to get a haircut and go back blonde again. I really don't think I ever want to go back black. I love this color. I wonder if I can do it myself. Because it was 300 bucks to get it done. I think it's 300 bucks to get it done again. And I ain't trying to 300 bucks at every two, two, three weeks 
Should we go into the bowl? I feel like I had some on my mind, but I forgot what the fuck. Ooh, this was what was on my mind. I do want to get into the bowl. First, before we get into word association, y'all know what's so crazy right now? I saw um, on Instagram, on Instagram story, somebody posted that. They posted their kid in like a video that their their kid's teacher sent them of their kid, you know, not act like acting out, whatever. And I looked at it and I realized like, damn, we're in a time where you really can't lie to your parents anymore. Like back in the day, you could cuss your teacher out. Your teacher could call your parents. But all there is is hearsay. You know what I'm saying? There's no proof that you really cuss your teacher out. We had phones back then and our phones had cameras back then, but it was nobody's instinct to it was nobody's instinct to fucking record the bullshit that the student was doing and send it to the teacher. Now they doing that. Cause like I said, I saw somebody, somebody posted on their story, a video that their kids teacher sent them. So now kids really got to be on their best behavior because everything can be seen. Everything can be recorded. I think that's great for the teachers. Now teachers don't have to do too much. Like you want to act out. All right, I'm recording you and your parents going to see and they can deal with it. However they want to deal with it. But I'm tired of talking. I like that. That's good for them, but that sucks for the kids. They don't have any freedom. You know what else I thought about the other day? Kids, I'll see, like, kids walking home from school and they got their masks on. Like, everybody is wearing masks in school. I wonder how that plays into the whole environment in school. I thought to myself, maybe kids aren't getting bullied anymore because you can't really see a person's face if they have masks on all the time. So all you really see is from, you know, their outfit and their eyes, which I guess they could go on you for your outfit. Kids are so damn wicked, they probably go on you for your mask if your mask is dirty. But at least you don't get people telling you you ugly. Ugly clothes is a lot better than you ugly. You know what I'm saying? But everybody make sure you're telling your kids that they're not ugly so that when they get to school, the word ugly in one ear, out the other ear. Okay. Um. All right. So I was supposed to be looking for the bitch. Did you see that tweet? The tweet that I saw. Let me see if I can find it. I told myself I was going to be a lot more organized today and I can already tell today's podcast is going to go any type of which way. All right. All right. Today's bitch. Did you see that tweet is. It's a tweet that says, Mama put me out at 18, over three grams of weed, day after Christmas in the snow. Let my brother on parole for aggravated assault and robbery. Stay. You could get him, you could get him put back in jail for having weed in this house. In quotations. That's what the mom said. She up Shits Creek if she thinks she moving in. Shady pines for you, Miss Girl. And then there's one more tweet that says that shit turned me into a hustler. I ain't been broke for real since that day, but I'll be damned if I do that to my kids. And I definitely don't feel no obligation to support her in her old age. Fuck all that you made me do adulthood on hard mode. So I read that. First of all, y'all already know I ain't a parent. I'm far from being a parent, but I am an aspiring parent. So that's why I'm working on my shit now so that when I have kids, my kids ain't sitting trying to figure out who's keeping Constance. Because somebody going to have to keep constant. Somebody going to have to keep you when you get older. So don't shit on your kids. I think parents forget that. They forget that nursing homes are an option. When you say you look at nursing homes, and I know not everybody in a nursing home is in the nursing home because their kids hate them. But there are a lot of people in nursing homes because their kids hate them. You don't want to be that person. So treat your kids well. Take care of yourself and make sure that you are not not take care of yourself. Take care of your kids in that relationship. A lot of parents don't take time to foster that relationship, and then it's left left up to the kids to try to fix and repair those pieces. I've already talked to y'all about my trauma and me healing from that, and the things that I've learned from my family, and trying to overcome those issues within me. Um, 
my mom is very blessed that I do love her. I have a forgiving spirit. And she really wasn't that wicked. So I ain't throwing my mom in no nursing home and letting people beat on her and do whatever they do with nursing homes. I ain't saying all nursing, home, nursing homes beat on people, but I've seen cases that, you know, that takes place. At the end of the day, parents, if you're watching this, be mindful of the fact that one day you're going to need somebody to wipe your ass and your kids are not obligated to do that for you, especially if you weren't really fucking with them or treating them well or building a bond or a relationship with them when they were in their youth. It don't even have to be in their youth, like even in their 20s. Like it's never too late to work on a relationship with your kid. Uh, it could be if the kid's closed off to it. That's why you got to make sure that you are good at building and forming relationships and sustaining relationships. And I've seen in a lot of different cases, a lot of the shit that I see is like on TV, but I know that it is real life shit. Cause I'll be watching some Iyala or I did. I haven't seen Iyala in a long time. I don't think Iyala even comes on TV. Anyways, there are some fucked up parents, right? And they treat their kids so fucking bad and they'll prioritize. They, they partner over their kids, like stepdaddy, stepmom or whatever. They prioritize somebody else over their kids. And then they wonder why their kids ain't fucking with them. It's like, damn, you were so fucking gone and blissfully in love. And she don't even take time to worry about your kids. Parents, get it together. I read that. When I read that tweet, I was like, you know what? I ain't even mad at her. Like, if she can't find it in her heart to forgive or whatever she may have even forgived, if loving from afar is putting her at mom's in a motherfucking nursing home, so be it. I don't think kids are wrong for it. I'm not doing it. You know, me and my brothers have had that conversation. Who's taking mom in? You got to be having them conversations. That's real life shit. And parents don't be thinking that far into it. It's not even parents. It's just people that are so fucking inconsiderate and don't care about the people in their lives. Don't think about the fact that somebody's going to have to help you along the way. You're going to need help. I always say this. You need a team. You need support. You need people. And when you shit on everybody that's in your circle, you ain't got nobody to turn to. Don't be motherfucking crying what was me nigga you did that to yourself that's what i'm getting to all right let's get into the bowl word association i have so many topics in here i have been like iffy lately because i'm like damn my bowl is empty but we filled her up let's see what we get into today Ooh, okay black velma all right so y'all know scooby-doo Y'all know the Scooby-Doo cast, right? I actually came across a tweet today that um, showed the new Scooby-Doo spinoff, and it's called Velma. And Velma is a black woman. And this, it's a cartoon, by the way. Um, HBO Max's Velma. Yes, yeah, Scooby-Doo spinoff aimed at adult audiences. And you can see that Velma is black. I'll put the picture on the screen. I'm reading the thread, reading the thread, reading the thread. Of course, there are white people in the fucking comments crying. Y'all know society always paints the picture that black people complain about a lot of shit, but white people complain about a lot of fucking shit. Who the fuck cares if a cartoon is black, blue, green, or yellow? As soon as white people, it's a whole bunch of white people in the thread, like, why is she black? She should just be white. We're so used to, to this, um... We're so used to the old Velma. We love the old Velma. They was crying when motherfucking Ariel from The Little Mermaid when, ooh, Halle Bailey. They was crying when she was cast. I hope I said her name correctly. They were crying when she was casted as Ariel. Now they crying because a cartoon character is black. White people, get it together. Y'all got so much shit going on in the world. You finna cry over a fucking cartoon character? Everybody in this world is a fucking baby. It ain't just black people. I, I say that in defense of us 
Because they always say we be crying about shit. Don't get me wrong. We be crying about some shit. But we ain't tripping off a cartoon character. These people were so mad that she was black. Look, somebody said, why is she black? Somebody else said she Indian, not black. Look, the person ain't say nothing back after the Indian thing. Somebody else, why is Velma black? Not a bad thing. It's just strange. Like, it's a cartoon character. What if Velma was a motherfucking smurf? Would y'all be saying the same shit? No. I'm going to tell you some power in being black. You shake the motherfucking table sometimes. Like, they don't expect you to be in a room, but bitch, you walk in a room and it's like, damn, who is that? Like, by default, you're easily detectable because of the color of your skin. I love being black. Being black is cool. Being black is great. At a point in time, I would have said, damn, I wish I was white. Because white people have it relatively easier, and they do. But being black don't stop me from going after what the fuck I want in life you know what i'm saying shout out to all the black people shout out to the black velma the indian velma whatever it is i don't give a fuck i'll probably watch it though actually i don't think i got an hbo max subscription but if i come across it on a bootleg site i'll tap in because like i said it's adult and adult it's aimed at adult audiences they got a picture y'all seen a picture it's a girl with her head um slash the fuck open and they got daphne naked so i mean it might be lit adult animation is cool that's really it. So y'all stay tuned for that. I don't know when the show's dropping. Y'all want to look that up? Y'all Google that. Um, the tweet is in my likes on Twitter. If y'all aren't already doing so, follow me on Twitter at Black Mocha, B-L-A-C-K-M-0-C-H-A. That's where you can see my bitch. Did you see that tweet? And that's where you can see um, the Black Velma thing. I'm wondering if I need to make a conscious to pod Twitter. I probably won't. I don't know. If I do, I'll let y'all know. But right now, everything's on Black Mocha. But yeah, that's really all I had to say about it. White people, shut the fuck up. They gonna, I hope they keep making black fucking characters. I hope they fucking keep doing it. That's what the fuck we need. I don't know if y'all saw, seen it. There's a show right now. It's like, it's called Gracie's Corner, I believe. It's a kid's show. I actually have never watched it. I've seen snippets on TikTok. And there is such great African-American representation. The girls got afros. The girls got braids. The girls are wearing bonnets. I love it. That's the shit that little girls, little black girls, little black boys need to see. Like, oh, my gosh. Look on the TV. There's me. Oh, my gosh. There's a bonnet. I want to wear my bonnet. I saw a little, a little girl. She was so excited to put her bonnet on. I used to hate putting my bonnet on when I was a kid. My mom would be like, um, before I learned the term bonnet, my mom, my mom would say, go get your hairnet. And that used to make me feel so ugly because hairnets from TV is something that you would see being used in the lunchroom. And they always depicted the lunchroom as a big, fat, ugly lady with a mole. So I used to be like, my hairnet. I don't want to wear my hairnet. They used to just make me <laughs> feel so ugly. I don't know when I began to adopt the term bonnet in my vocabulary. It's probably when I began hanging out with black people and they were calling it bonnets. Probably so because growing up, we didn't even see bonnets on TV. Like, to this day, it's so rare to see a black woman on TV in bed in a bonnet. Them girls be waking up with their hair. That was never realistic. The representation is 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 good. It's great. Okay. Um. Yeah, I used to fucking hate bonnets, and it's like my brothers didn't have to wear them, which they should have. But my brothers had low cuts. All right. So my brothers didn't have to wear bonnets. So I really felt like a fucking black sheep. Like, why the fuck am I going through this? It wasn't enough to see my mom in a bonnet. And then I didn't have black friends. Or if I did have black friends, I didn't go to sleepovers. So I never saw them wearing bonnets. So I thought it was just something that I had to do alone on my own. And that shit made me just feel like it was a crippling feeling because I felt like I was, I was not free to just sleep in peace. 
black girl struggles. Anyways, now I love my bonnet. I go out with my bonnet. I don't care if people wear their bonnet. I would never in my life fix my lips to say that that girl shouldn't be wearing her bonnet out in public because that is none of my concern. It's a part of our culture. Do what you want to do. I could care less what Susie thinks. I could care less what motherfucking... I wanted to say a black name. Jemima's off the top of my head. I don't care what anybody got to say about it. Wear your bonnet. Do whatever you want to do. People need to be less concerned about what I got going on and worry about the fuck, whatever the fuck they got going on. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I feel like I had some on my mind, but I forgot it as I was talking. Should we go into the bowl again? I think so. I don't know why I put this in a bowl. Crab legs versus lobsters. But it's a great thing to talk about before we head into our brief intermission. I think lobster is absolutely disgusting. Lobster is one of those things that is presented to you as, like, when you see it, it screams exquisite, right? It screams bougie. It screams high class. It screams... I don't even know what the fuck else words I'm looking for. But it's one of those pretentious-ass foods Looks good, is always dressed up real nice, but the shit is nasty, like crab legs over lobster for sure. I feel like, first of all, I won't judge people off a lot of shit. Like, I don't judge people off of their past decisions. I don't judge people off of, I really don't judge people off of shit. But what you eat and what you tell me, like your food preferences are liable to make me judge you. And if you tell me lobster, it's better than crab. You crazy. Have you ever had lobster? I feel like a lot of people haven't actually had lobster. So they convince themselves that it's better than it actually is because of how it looks or what it's associated with. And it's just not all that. I feel like I'm eating a tough-ass, fat-ass piece of shrimp. Maybe I didn't make it right. But then I, I, I've made it myself, and I thought I made it pretty good. I made it better than a restaurant I had it from. But either way, I was like, I'm not really into eating this. It really That's all I can say, fat-ass piece of fucking shrimp just wasn't right in my mouth but it's so pretty but you know one thing that really pisses me off have you ever ordered lobster mac and cheese from a restaurant anytime i order lobster mac and cheese from a restaurant there is no lobster meat in the mac and cheese it's just regular mac and cheese with a lobster shell in it I have never really tasted the actual lobster. There's like a hint of seafood to the mac and cheese, which makes it even worse. I don't think you should be putting seafood in mac and cheese. Like, no. Mac and cheese is one of those dishes you just leave as mac and cheese. Like, just straight cheese. Don't add shit else to it. Me and my girlfriend were talking about this the other day. Mac and cheese is also one of those meals that you can't just eat by itself. Unless you're like a little kid or unless you're eating like a quick Velveeta 60-second pop-it-in-the-microwave mix thing. You know what I'm saying? Like the little kid cups. Mac and cheese is a side. Right. That's the only pasta that cannot stand alone on its own. If I catch you just eating a bowl of mac and cheese, you've got to get yourself together because there's too much cheese going in your system and not enough shit to break it down. You need some veggies. You need some protein. You cannot just eat mac and cheese by itself. That's not right. That's not right. And I'm crying for your insides. I know you're about to be on the toilet. Boo boo ing. Okay. I saw a tweet today. I've seen a lot of tweets today. I saw a tweet today. Uh, people saying that they hate tomatoes, but they like pizza and ketchup that is so childish you already know i think ketchup is childish you at this grown age should not be telling me you don't like tomatoes y'all gotta upgrade y'all palate. stop put the ketchup away and enjoy the base of the ketchup the tomatoes i hate tacos without tomatoes i hate 
salads without tomatoes. I love tomatoes. I used to actually, this is this is a little bit crazy. I wouldn't do this today. But when I was a kid, I used to eat tomatoes like apples. Like, I love tomatoes. That was that TMI. That, that might have been an oversharing moment. But tomatoes are good. They really help freshen up the meal, you know? Tomatoes on a sandwich, I as much as I like tomatoes, I don't like soggy bread. So I can do without a tomato on a sandwich. But if I use like a, a tough bread, like a French baguette, like something that's not, is that how you say a baguette, baguette, whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If, if I use, if I put tomatoes on something that's not like soft and soggy, like I don't want to know plain ass white bread. Like that's too wet on my bread. That's not going to hit. But on like a tougher piece of bread, I could make a shake. All right, that's all I had to say about that. Let's run a brief intermission and then we'll come back and we'll talk more shit. Okay, run the brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. Welcome back to Constance the Podcast. Okay, we're going to go into the bowl one more time. This one says, uh, is it a red flag if a girl does not have a best friend or a longstanding relationship with a friend five plus years over? Um, I came across a clip. Earlier this, not even earlier this week, I think it was yesterday, it was a million dollar worth of game, and Megan and B. Simone were on it, and Megan was saying something along the lines of she, if she was, like, dating women, or if she was a guy, it would be a red flag for her if a girl did not have a longstanding relationship with a friend. I think she said, like, five plus years, ten plus years, a long time, right? To be 100% honest, from someone that dates women, it is not a big, it's not a red flag to me if... You do not have a friendship with another woman of five plus years. However, I will say that as somebody with a relationship of 10 plus years, a close friendship of 10 plus years, I would say that if I was with a girl that had that or if I met a girl that had that, that would be a good thing to see because that communicates to me that this person knows how to keep a long relationship. This person knows how to... This person knows how to navigate within a relationship. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about a legitimate, true friend. Because people have friends that they're, like, close to. Or people have friends that have been a part of their lives forever, but, like, they talk shit about them. Or, like, they they don't... There's no... uh, How can I say this? There's no meaningful... It's not a meaningful friendship. You know, there's there's no real foundation there. So I think it's a good thing if a girl does have that. Definitely a good sign. It's a good sign if anyone has a long-lasting relationship with people. Um... Is it alarming if they don't? No, but it can be indicative of that person. Like, you can't keep a relationship. Uh, I understand that people move away. So, like, say you've had a friend, like, you had a really good friend, and then, like, they moved away, and y'all don't keep in contact that much because of life. I get it. But, honestly, low-key, at the same time, I don't get it because if Brianna moved away, I would definitely make efforts to see her all the time. People don't understand. I think I've broken it down to you guys, but that is a real good friend of mine. Anyways, to answer the question, I don't think it's a red flag, but if you can look at yourself and you see that you don't have a relationship of 10 plus years in your life with somebody outside of a romantic partner, 
you should start questioning like what's going on are you are you closed off to those relationships do you push people away do you not care to maintain those relationships do you just keep yourself assess it it's not like i said it's not a red flag just start asking yourself those questions because i think you should have those relationships with people yeah i don't know i would say that you should like i don't see why not anyways let's get into it. I'm, a, I'm gonna talk about my relationship with brianna real quick i've talked about it on several different occasions but when i sit and i think about it i'm like i went to college right i went to college for four years in those four years brianna visited me every single year now i wasn't all the way across the country i wasn't states away but i was four hours away and she would come visit me when there was no car in question she would book a a, a, a bus ride for six hours to come see me. That is effort that's put into a relationship. Like, um, so I'm in a long distance relationship right now, right with Ashley. And so I make the same effort to put time aside every so often to go see her. And I think that Brianna and I have done a really good job of putting a fair amount of effort from both parties into our relationship. And so I was going to say that I understand that if you have a friend that like moved far away, you don't see them. It makes sense. But no, it doesn't make sense because I would <laughs> I would I don't know. I would not let months or I would not let years go by for sure. If Brianna moved away or if I moved away, I would not let years go by without seeing her. That's so dead. Um, when I went to Argentina, me and Brianna were sitting and like she was getting ready. I found out that I could have guests come to my place. So she was like, uh planning to come to Argentina to come spend some time with me because I was so just down in the dumps about everything. And then we ended up, we decided to like put our money towards um, an actual vacation in a place that I liked. But I mean, it's just small things like that. And I have other friends that did not make an effort to come see me in Argentina. I have other friends that did not make an effort to come see me when I went to um, college. Like that is just a really good friend. Anyways, sustaining the relationship has definitely been a two-part thing. So if you're, if you have a friend that you are no longer in contact with, it's not your fault. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's it's your inability to identify, or you, or you, maybe it's your inability to identify good friends, or maybe you haven't met the right person. I don't know, but I think having that long-lasting friendship is definitely a good sign in somebody, because like I said, that means that you can sustain a relationship like you have the ability to have a long-lasting relationship you understand what it takes to have intentional people in your life that are not just in your life because they're family you know brown is a really good friend i was actually listening to the know for sure podcast so that's b simone's podcast with megan and that's that's her best friend and i was just sitting and listening to them they were talking about how they do pour into each other as if they would a romantic relationship and that's really important to me um you know what I was thinking to myself the other day like the other day I was thinking to myself this is kind of way off topic but just um I think sorry my thoughts are all over the place so I, I thought to myself the other day and I was like I think I tell myself that I want like all these gifts and nice things but I really am not that kind of person that's like materialistic with gifts. Like I would appreciate nice things, but I'm like, not like I need this. I need this. I need this. But one thing I do expect out of a romantic relationship is if I'm in a bind financially, you can look out for me. And that, that sounds very like gold digger ish, but not even really like, um, 
I've been very blessed in a situation where, like, my family, like, my older brother has always, if I've been in a bind, my older brother and little brother, if I've ever been in a bind financially, like, they provide for me. Brianna as well, another important relationship to me. If I've been in a bind financially, she supports me. And so I expect that same thing from my partner because I've been, you know, that's something that has been introduced to me in all the other important relationships in my life. And so I feel like if I can't get that from somebody, then that just falls short of, like, I want to say an expectation and I feel I'm like biting my tongue on using the word expectation, but I think expectation is, is definitely the, the, the best word. It's just like, that is something that others have been able to do for me. And so if you can't do that, then I feel like, well, what's the point, you know, because like a close friend can do it, family can do it. And if you're going to be in my life and eventually be my family and you can't do it, then like, why, why have you around? I don't know. So I say that anyways, to say that today I was listening to the, the know for sure podcast. And I think Megan had said to, be Simone like if you can't find somebody that gives you that can pour into your life more than I can pour into you or like that doesn't provide for you more than I provide for you or that doesn't offer you more than I offer for you then there's no point in being with them and I felt that because like I do use my relationship with Brianna and my relationships with my brothers my relationship with my family to dictate what I will accept from my partner if that makes sense and I think I I don't I didn't realize this until I listened to that podcast but like my relationship with Brianna has definitely shown me what unconditional love looks like, if that makes sense. Like, I definitely have unconditional love with my family, but I never thought about it as anything other than, you know, this is just my family. Like, I've been around them all my life. We just look out for each other. We're so small. Like, the family is so small and close-knit that, like, looking out for each other is just not an option. That's just how we've always been raised and things like that. But to have a complete stranger in my life and to have seen her go to the ends of the earth for me without receiving anything in return has has uh, made me feel like I need to do the same for her but not even like a need to do it's just like I want to do and so anyways I just feel like that is a love that is definitely unconditional and um a love that I definitely cherish a love that I definitely do appreciate so anyways if y'all don't have that long-lasting friendship I do feel for you because to have some like I don't have a sister and so to have her in my life and to have her emulate in my life what I envision a sister is is great because she has her own sisters too and like she treats me the way she treats her sisters I appreciate her I love her um yeah God really placed her in my life I don't know where I would be without that girl like she really is an amazing an amazing person yeah she really is an amazing person. Shout out to Brianna. I love Brianna. I feel like after this podcast, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch that episode that me and her did together. Like, very low maintenance friend, but an amazing, amazing friend. I get teary-eyed thinking about her. Like, there were days. There were um, days in college. Y'all know in college when you're, like, hungry as hell and you don't have any money on, like, your swipe or your card or your meal plan. Brianna used to um, send me money. And Brianna wasn't even working that hard and making a lot of money, like, I don't know. Clearly, financial support is, like, a big thing to me. But not even financial support. It's just, like, just looking out for me when I need it. It doesn't even always have to be financially, but just looking out, like, financially seems to be one of those things. Okay, anyways, I got into a whole tangent. Anyways, I think I answered the question. Is it a red flag? It's not a red flag. But if they have one, if they have a long-lasting relationship, that's a really good sign. And if you don't have one, I think you should assess why you don't. Because... I think it'll tell you a lot about yourself as far as relationships go. 
especially if you're single. Like if you're single and you don't have a close friend of that many years that you're still in contact with, like why would you stop contacting your friend? Like why would you only hit up your friend once a year? Like what the hell? Me and Brianna, we don't talk. Like we actually talk every day, but we don't talk about shit every day. Like we, like today, I don't think we've talked about our day to each other at all, but we have definitely, we share posts on a regular 24, seven, 25, eight. Um, that's how we keep in contact. Like, like I told you guys one day, one day I was DMing her when she was here on my podcast. Uh, we talked about it. Like I DMed her like funny videos and shit like that. She didn't respond. I got worried. Like, that's how I know Brianna is good. Like, you know, you wake up in the morning, you wake up to like 10 DMs. I wake up to like 10 DMs or like TikToks from Brianna. And I'm like, all right, cool. She's alive. She's, she's up and moving. We laugh about those things. We talk about those things. Just shout out to her. All right, let's get into, let's get deep. Have a couple of cards here. When is it most important for you to hear I love you all the time? I don't think any time trumps any time. Tell your loved ones you love them. Say I love you. It's always good to hear that. It's always important to hear that. That 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 phrase I love you could be the reason why someone continues to keep going. That phrase I love you could be the thing to make someone's day better. That that phrase I love you can just remind someone that they are loved. That phrase, I love you, could uh, elicit the response, I love you, and then you hear that you are loved. That that phrase, I love you, is like a safe, comforting phrase, and it's always important to say it. And I think it's always important to hear it, and I don't think there's any time that you should say it. Like, always say it, whenever you can say it. Whenever it comes on your heart, whenever you think about how much you love someone, let them know you love them. I got to tell Brianna I love her. All right. When I tell Brianna I love her, she's like, love y'all. <laughs> she is so just not serious about anything. Okay. Um, <laughs> I sit and I think, and I'm like, which one is the goofy friend? I don't know if Brianna's the goofy friend or if I'm a goofy friend. Brianna is really goofy, though. Like, any, I always say this. That I sit and I think about it. I'm like, people always talk about how she is so shy or she's so quiet or they don't hear her talk or they don't see her. And I'm like... I just clearly know a different side of Brianna because Brianna makes me fucking laugh till I cry. Like, laugh till I can't breathe. Like, Brianna is so fucking funny. But she doesn't have to put in effort to be funny. She's just funny. I don't know why or how she's funny. Brianna is a character. Y'all got to get to know that girl. That girl is so, too fucking funny. All right, next, let's get deep card. What's a movie you hate but everybody else loves? I can't think of a movie that I hate. I can think of a movie I've never seen. Like, I've never seen the Titanic. I have no intention of ever seeing the movie Titanic. Way too long. And I already know what kind of happens, and I just don't care. I've never seen the movie The Notebook. I don't care to ever see that movie in my life. I'm not really interested in watching them old love stories that are hours long about white people falling in love. No shade to the white people falling in love, but I just don't want to see it. I really don't want to see two-hour-long movies of black people falling in love. Like, uh-uh. Ooh, I feel like off the top of my head, a movie I hate is probably a Tyler Perry movie, but I just don't know which one. I actually kind of like Tyler Perry movies. I don't know what movie I hate. We're going to have to hold on to that. I'm sure I'll think of one, but right now I can't think of one. But I'm not a movie person to begin with, so there's that. Next one. List three things you currently feel lucky to have in your life. My dog. My family. My girlfriend, my best friend, 
my fucking car, my fucking computer, my laptop, my fucking podcast. I feel very lucky to live the life that I live. I think I live an amazing life. I think everything in my life is lucky. And, and I'm blessed to have all of the things that I have. I am very lucky. Luck. Yes, I'm very lucky to have been blessed into this life. Because I could have had any other life. I could have had a worse life. But I got a good life. So the whole thing is lucky. Everything's lucky. What, what are we going to next? Get away with lying every time. I always know that someone is lying. Always know that someone is lying. I really don't care to lie. But I already feel like I know when people are lying. But I would love to be on my P's and Q's about it. So I could read they ass when they do lie. You know, one thing. I, we were just talking about Brianna. One thing about Brianna, whenever we go out and we go out with someone new and they're lying, we always look at each other like, girl, I know you peeped that lie. And we both be peeping the lie at the same time. That girl, sometimes I think she's like me in another body. I'd be like, how the fuck did you, how did you catch that I was going to say something about that lie? Having a best friend is serious. Um, I hate when we're out though. <laughs> Brianna is so fucking, she might be the goofy friend. I hate when we're out. Let's say someone is lying or someone's saying some shit that's just like, you just like, no way you just fucking said that. She'll like poke me or kick me. And it's like, girl, it's so obvious that you poking me right now. So I'll try not to look at her, look her way, but she'll keep poking. It's like, girl, I get that you poking me, but right now I cannot give you my attention because I'm trying to listen to this person so they don't think that we know that they lying. But anyways, my answer is I would definitely love to know when someone is lying because bitch you ain't about to get away with lying okay everybody answer all of these these cards as i answer them answer them down below leave y'all responses down below in the comment section what is something new you would like to learn about or deepen your knowledge in mm. i guess right off the top of my head learn more about the industry that i'm in or the industry that i'm about to be in i don't know what else i would love to know but I think, and I think that alone is an indication that I should know more about it because I feel like I don't know what I even need to know. So I would love to know more about the the entertainment industry, the podcasting industry, the the radio industry. Yeah. All right. We on the last one. Who or what taught you about what love means? Um, I think I've learned about love from all of my relationships, every single relationship, friendships. Um talking stages people that I liked family I think everything and everyone has taught me what love means because it took not being loved to recognize okay that's not love um even myself I taught myself what love means I think just uh every everybody that I have come in contact with in my life that I have formed some sort of relationship with has contributed to my perception of love and my overall um definition of love so yeah Definitely what I got, you know, like Ashley taught me what love looks like in a romantic relationship. Brianna taught me what love looks like in a friendship. Um, my other friends have taught me how love can look, what love can look like. My family, my brothers have definitely taught me what love looks like from family. Um, my mom taught me what love looks like, what type of love I do and don't want to give to my kids. I just learned a lot. My dad taught me a lot. Everybody taught me a lot. Everybody has contributed to my perception of love. All right, let's get into the advice column submission. If you need advice, I'm the girl to call. Constance, the podcast got you all. And it's 240-587-3186. It is a Reddit. Actually, let me make sure. Y'all didn't leave me anything. Sometimes I don't even check. All right. Y'all didn't leave me anything. So we're on Reddit. 
Today's advice column submission reads, my wife is snorting pills, smoking weed, and cigarettes while pregnant. I'm at a loss for words, for words right now. I don't know how any mother can mistreat their child that hasn't entered the world yet. It's really selfish, and I feel terrible mentally knowing she's been doing this to a kid we created together. I don't want nothing to do with this woman shaking my damn head. So you need advice on what to do, or you just wanted to vent. If you need advice on what to do, it's giving child support you just leave that woman and child support it like obviously still fuck with the kid but yeah you're gonna have to leave that woman and child support it ask her to stop get into rehab but all i'm seeing is if you were like my best friend i'd be like girl leave that woman and get on child support that's what the fuck i would say that's all you can do and this this brings me back to my point y'all know what i always say they need to start doing mental assessments on these people like this I know a lot of people that have gotten pregnant and they still doing drugs and it's like what the fuck is going on with your mental they got to start running the tests on these women and they got to start taking the babies away or 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 advising for abortion or adoption or something like that cuz you're not fit to raise a kid if you fucking the kid's life up before the kid's already here that's so fucked all right let's end it we did everything right that's the end of today's show. Hopefully y'all loved it. Y'all liked it. If you loved it and liked it, leave me a review and a rating after today's show. To leave me a review and a rating, all you got to do is head to Apple Podcasts on your Apple phone, your iPad, whatever. Search for Constance the Podcast. Leave me a review and a rating. Follow Constance the Podcast on Instagram at Constance the Pod. Follow me on TikTok, even though I'm blocked off TikTok. But I'll be back May 22nd. Follow me at Constance the Pod. Follow my personal pages at Black Mocha, B-L-A-C-K-M-0-C-H-A. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on Twitter. Definitely follow me on Twitter at Black Mocha, B-L-A-C-K-M-0-C-H-A if you want to see today's tweet or any of the other tweets that I've addressed. What else, you guys? I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Follow me everywhere. Subscribe to Constance the Podcast at Constance the Pod. Oh, no. See, the speech be all the way fucked up. Subscribe to Constance the Podcast everywhere. Apple Podcasts, YouTube, subscribe. Y'all know what to do. Search for Constance the Podcast on Google. Whatever comes up, follow it subscribe keep up with your girl screenshot this post on my instagram story tag me let me know you made it this far i love you guys i appreciate you guys um hope y'all are commenting and interacting down below i will see you in tomorrow's episode peace